0: You know what? It just feels so so good to see all of you at a fabulous worship today. Oh you might just be a consumerizing little shops too much sinner like the rest of us, okay? But here in the Church of Stop Shopping, well, we forgive each other in advance ahead of time. Amen? Is that right, children? Oh, and that, that's a gift we give each other. But no money down. And we're just gonna go out there today and try to try to try to change ourselves. Change ourselves. to stop their shopping, but right? oh, we're going to try together. That's Somebody give me a change, 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 hallelujah. Whoa. Welcome. Come on in. Got some empty seats right here. Good to see you. We were just starting with today's message. The leader of the environmental movement has a brain if we don't believe that the earth is a conscious being, if we don't think that she thinks, then we are thoughtless and defenseless against the fire, flood, and virus. We will consume our way into oblivion. We will consume the planet, shop ourselves to death. That's what we're doing. All these so-called disasters, the pandemic, the superstorms, the wildfires, they come from one source. She's a living being. She's struggling to live through this extinction wave. She's evolving creatively. It's hard work. But that watery blue and white ball spinning in space is a life. And we're supposed to be living in that life. Life wants life to live. She wants us to survive. But we have to know her strategies. We have to help her. She knows what she's doing. The Earth is the leader of the environmental movement, and she's a brilliant thinker. She's a genius. Somebody give me an Earth Allelujah here today. Earth Allelujah. If you're sitting in your car listening to your dashboard, or you're on an iPhone in a train, or you're in a bar or a laundromat listening to a radio, just say this word out loud. Earth Allelujah. One, two, three, here we go. Earth, Hallelujah. Amen. bad weather. Life on earth, what will you do? Let's change that. Life on earth, what will we do? We want to do it with you. Genius woman, mother earth, (laughs) yeah. Now we don't know what kind of apocalypse we're coming into, but we, we know that this end of the world, we will be happy, dancing, singing, all the way through it. Just like when we go into a, a Amazon or a UBS or a Chase Bank, one of those, Monsanto, one of those corporations that is putting toxins in the air, and we sing as we cross the property line, go in there, into the corporation, try to change the people that work there. If we keep singing, we know we are flexible. We are balanced. We are acute. We have a kind of vividness that we would not otherwise have. Sometimes we just get arrested. And this end of the world we're facing, we might just die. That might be the program. Is that what the virus is telling us right now? We might just mass death. Or another scenario is the scenario uh, that China gives us, which is big institutions will always know where we are and what we're doing, what we desire because they get our credit card or iPhone. And I guess consumerism in the United States, the American Marketing department is the equivalent of the China. They probably are on the phone together, planning things together. I like the idea that we'll be free and that we will be a kind of natural family, a kind of a community, maybe hiding here inside the city. I'm here in the middle of the megalopolis, New York. Or maybe we'll be driven out. We'll be in the hills somewhere. I don't know. We don't know. That's the point. We don't know. Life on Earth, what are we going to do? We know that we can go into the natural world. I have an old growth forest right near my home here, a couple blocks away in Brooklyn. I go there in the middle of the night or at dawn when not a lot of people are there. And I talk to the trees and the possums. And the, I see an eagle overhead. I talk to the eagle. I try to ask them questions. I share with them the dreams I just had that night. I I believe that they are communicating all the time. I say they, all those beings, the natural world. They're communicating with each other all the time. And I think I can sometimes feel it in the wind. The unknown, the fabulous unknown, as we say in the church of Stop Shopping, the fabulous unknown is going to open up to us I believe that that's a kind of end of the world the old Greek definition of the word uh, apocalypse is a revealing yes we're going to be past all this fascism all this trouble we're going to be beyond this avalanche of advertising and this militarism and all this pavement and all this agony and pain (sighs) and we're going to be in the natural world. I believe that. And that will be a kind of resistance. I didn't mean to make it sound like I'm escapist from this this modern world that is so violent. We may not be able to escape the violence, and we may have something that we can give to the people who are perpetrating the violence. Maybe we can give them a kind of peace, and maybe they might start thinking about their children and the possibility that their children can survive we know the poisoning is going on full blast right now and we don't know what the people in the executive jets what we don't know what they're thinking do they think they can get away we know that we will be dedicated to the messaging from the earth the superstorms the wildfire the virus We will disencrypt as best we can. The unknown will become a language that we believe we will hear. We have that faith. We haven't known that language of the the natural world since all. Before the Industrial Revolution, hundreds and hundreds of years. But it will come to us, and it will give us a kind of resistance, a kind of courage beyond courage, beyond ego, beyond fear. Oh! Yes, we will be here living life intensely the way that the natural world instructs us. Will somebody give me an earth Does anybody out there understand what the Reverend is trying to say right now? I want to be an earther. I want to know the science of eartherism. Is it a science? Is it a faith? Is it a way of life? We know that we can't know what we will do. Life on earth? We know we can't be assured by you of one future or another kind of future. But we will love, we will love, we will love each other. The natural world will rise up in our bodies and we will love our loved ones. We will love the strangers. We will love the inanimate, the rocks, the the eagle above, the bacteria below, the roots beneath, we will love. We will know a new kind of love. The unknown will give us a new kind of love. Somebody give me an earth here today. Earth alleluia. Earth alleluia. Earth is our government. Earth is our God. Earth is our economy. Earth is our church. We listen to Earth and then we go back to the old institutions. We go to the president and the generals and the Holy Fathers and the doctors of thinking and we get no response. Then we return to the Earth and await further instructions. We know that life itself is the best strategist. (laughs) Earth speaks to us every day. The natural disasters are hard lessons. The silence of extinct life is a sorrowing Earth. What Earth knows is almost entirely unknown to us. The unknowable Earth is everything that we It is all the commandments. It is common sense. It is where compassion comes from. We put personalities on Mount Olympus to represent it. We pray to the watery fire that creates a child inside our loved one. We dance all night. Now Earth is our only celebrity. Earth is the only famous being that matters at all. Human history was made triumphing over Earth. Now Earth makes history.
1: Hello. Welcome to News from the Natural World. I'm Savitri D. A single wildfire in California has reached the stunning size of more than one million acres, becoming the first gigafire in the state in decades. The August Complex fire ignited on August 16th. It is larger than Rhode Island and spans seven counties. Across California, fires have burned a record-shattering 4 million acres so far in 2020. At least 31 people have died in California, and millions are facing the health risks of deadly air pollution as clouds of smoke settle over urban areas. The fires have also destroyed more than 8,000 structures. Thousands of climate activists gathered in a stretch of woodland north of Frankfurt, Germany, as a planned motorway extension through the Dannenruder forest pits the Autobahn against 250-year-old oak trees. Police in the state of Hesse are preparing for months of standoffs with protesters, who say the erosion of a healthy mixed forest makes a mockery of the German government's ambitious climate targets. Canada's largest bank, the Royal Bank of Canada, has quietly become the first major financial institution in the country to refuse to fund any oil and gas development in the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge in Alaska. The bank also placed restrictions on financing the development of coal-fired power plants, thermal coal mines, mountaintop removal coal mines, and development in UNESCO World Heritage Sites. RBC also now requires enhanced due diligence of any financing of energy exploration in the Arctic. Parts of France and Italy received four months' rain in one day, causing widespread and catastrophic flooding. The River Vesubi burst its banks and everything was swept away, including part of its oldest iron bridge. An analysis by a University of Buffalo-led team used two estimates of undocumented immigration and suggests that on average, this population reduced or had no effect on crime in 154 U.S. metropolitan areas studied, including places such as New York City, Chicago, and Las Vegas. Scientists found that undocumented immigrants had no significant effect on violent crime and actually had a significant negative effect on property crime.
0: And now for today's interview, Charlene Ruskojeda of Puerto Rico and Brooklyn. Hello, Charlene. Welcome. Hello. We're talking about Donald Trump is a part of the Earth Church. He's a devil. He's a sinner. We forgive, but we got to understand. Now he, when you had Hurricane Maria, he talked to the people of Puerto Rico. Tell, tell us about his communicating, his tweets.
2: Well the president of the united states um he just was out of scope he didn't understand anything was going on he had <laughs> never been in a hurricane before and he was just treating it as a trivial rain he also did not understand how a hurricane can destroy and kill lives other than dying on the hurricane, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, there's other effects of the hurricane.
0: The entire economy, the ability to administer health care. I remember the hospitals. He seemed to talk about Puerto Rico a little bit belittling. He was talking to you as if it was your fault.
2: Yeah, well, I wonder how much of his childhood or his life in general he has spent with nature. So I say that Puerto Rico is right now in the front of climate change. We have a um, decrease of insects in, in our nature. We also have hurricanes, earthquakes, floods. And the United States or the president has not responded accurately to the necessities or the opportunity that he has to get a little bit more knowledge of what the climate change looks like. And Puerto Rico is giving him the opportunity to, to see this, understand this, and do something about it.
0: I remember when we were at Standing Rock that Trump was an investor in the pipeline that we were trying to stop. And I know that that also exists in Puerto Rico. He's scolding you for not paying your debts. And these are big hedge fund banking concerns, of which he is an active investor.
2: Important to understand that money is one thing and human life is another thing. And Mm. we have to clear out those difference, right? And understand that in a situation as like a national emergency, a natural emergency, a biological emergency, we need to step away from Wall Street and numbers. We need to start to think about lives and Mm, mm. sustainability and the future and the risks that we are putting ourselves, because we ourselves are not doing enough to stop these dramatical changes in the world.
0: Did you have leaders in Puerto Rico who were talking to you in a more sensible way? Uh, How did you communicate
2: when it was a hurricane, I particularly spent two months and a half without electricity. That meant no wifi, no um, phones, and no lights, unless you have like an electric plant. So basically, we were in our house experiencing life, time, nature around us, and we had. Only ourselves to rely on to go forward each and every day and the government lack its ability lack ability to respond to us and help us go through the every day dynamics and also the federal government in the United States lack the ability to respond Mm. correctly to that situation for me, it was a moment to completely disconnect of this hurricane that is the world and the system and the bureaucracy that we're living and step away and, and realize what's essential and what's um, uh, important.
0: We know from our conversations with our Puerto Rican friends who talk to us about shopping... The big corporations financed by Wall Street came down there. And are the chain stores going through a change as a result of the earthquake and the uh, recent hurricane? Is there any change in the basic economy? I know you changed your government.
2: Yes, we did change our government with an incredible effort of the people uniting and getting together to you know, make this happen. And that was very incredible for us to see uh, it, has the, it has been like the first time that we have, as the people of Puerto Rico, successfully in, engaged into putting down our governor and reclaiming respect to the people. And I think it's a great ex, uh, example for everybody in the world to to how to organize and get together and go forward with your Ideas and go forward with your dreams and go forward with your goals.
0: Amen. Well, uh, thank you very much, Charlene, for talking with us today. We know that Puerto Rico is very much a part of our community and we're uh, a part of your community. And so, thank you and we'll see you very soon. All right. Well, it's time for the letter of the week and this week our letter comes from Colorado Charis and Dulcie Ford a couple they are activists and their letter goes like this Reverend Billy in these times it seems like the ecological wheels are coming off how can we inspire each other into bold right action at the same time that we mourn and comfort each other, prepare each other for letting go of the things that we're fighting for and that we hold so dear. Uh, Charis and Dulcie, you see a difficulty sometimes in the fight on the one hand and the love on the other. Well, bold right action, of course, needs to be nonviolent, must be nonviolent, otherwise don't do it. In our work, it's always nonviolent. Uh, we are, in the Church of Stop Shopping, artists, painters, dancers, and singers. And we bring our artistic background to the protest and to the education, to the conference, to the whatever setting we're in, using our artistic background to make it more persuasive, make it more dramatic. And we bring our community with us. So The sorrowing and the comforting and the preparing each other for a difficult time. These things are examples of love forgiveness and gratitude and loyalty. This is love. And when you have a community singing to you about change, then that community is shown in the different genders, the different races, and the different children, different ages. And people see. The peace, they see families dealing with it. Caring for each other is in what people see, the community. And Black Lives Matter was like that. And Occupy Wall Street was like that. And Standing Rock was like that. These were communities. These were all kinds of people. In Black Lives Matter, we had 20 million people from 50 different states from all different backgrounds out there together. And there was love, especially love for the survivors of George Floyd and Ahmed Arbery and Breonna Taylor, uh, especially love for the people suffering from the brutality. But love for one another and community activity, it really takes a kind of loving community to really stand up and say, we have to continue to love. In our law enforcement, we have to have peace. We have to have leadership by example not by violence, but by doing the right things as citizens. So protest is most powerful when the peace and love is out there in your face. (laughs) Amen? Are you with me? Now, I've seen that again and again. Not just these famous examples, but pipeline resistance everywhere. I mean, most communities right now are trying to resist the polluters, the big fossil fuel, the plastics companies, the big refineries, and resisting the big truck fleets uh, like Amazon that pollute. Amazon's pollution is at the rate of a million metric tons per week. It's the dirtiest corporation in the United States, surpassing even Walmart. These companies are being confronted by their local communities as people have asthma and other kinds of health problems with their children. If it's just uh, people wearing black leather who go out there and, and get beaten by police and fight back in a violent way, that just doesn't work. It shouldn't work. It's not right. Charles and Dulcie, we hope that you find in your work A way to have a bold right action and continue to take care of your family, of your loved ones, of your neighbors, of your community with these examples of love that you have here in your letter. I hope I was clear and not confusing. I want to also make clear Reverend Billy Radio Preacher for the Planet Earth Church Project comes from lots of different people not just me certainly Savitri D the director of the Church of Stop Shopping is a big part of this Savitri reads the news from the natural world and we have Charlene Ruska who uh, is a Hurricane Maria refugee now living in New York and now a singer in the Church of Stop Shopping we appreciate your talking to us about the relationship especially between political change, your uprising, that got rid of a corrupt government down in Puerto Rico. The relationship of climate to politics, very interesting. We want to thank also the Stop Shopping Choir, Nehemiah Luckett, our music director. We thank the fiery eagles of justice who created the Earth Manifesto. The Earth is our economy, the Earth is our government, the Earth is our culture, you remember that one? The Fiery Eagles of Justice are Brendan Burke on drums. Jason Candler, our producer and editor, is on the saxophone. And so we want to thank Pantheon Podcasts for distributing us to the podcast world. Thank you Eva Jimenez for contacting uh, radio stations in many different cities and towns to take us into their broadcast schedule. Much thanks to Neil Young and the community at Neil Young Archives. We are grateful to all of you. Where are you out there in the world? We thank all of you for this, this movement of making the earth uh, something alive that we regard with reverence. It makes us want to shout, Earth Alleluia. Somebody give me an Earth Alleluia out there. This is Reverend Billy signing off for the
3: week. Amen.